High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. It's time now for the Hook Health Checkup in the company of our resident general practitioner, Dr. Kira Kelly. If you do have any questions about your health, send them to me at 53106, cost 30 cents. And if we don't get to them one week, we'll obviously get them on the other. Kira, welcome to the programme. Thank you, George. Another week on breakfast. How are things at 4.30 in the morning? <laughs> I do look a bit dishevelled this afternoon. I'm aware of that. Yeah. Well, you present at breakfast this morning and here you are in again looking for more punishment. Is there no end to your ambition? I don't even know how to answer that question, George. So I think I'll just... <laughs> I, I, I really think I'll just paraphrase Julius Caesar and say, me thinks she had a lean and hungry look. <laughs> right. I want to go to this one, right? 42-year-old female. The last week, she's having palpitations, heart beats faster and it's become more pronounced. Happens during day and evening. She doesn't drink smoke, very little alcohol, decaf tea, never drink coffee. I know I should go to a doctor, but it's so bloody expensive just to be referred on. But she should go to a yeah, doctor. Yeah, she needs to. I know it could be something. Is 60 quid a reasonable price to pay to avoid something more serious, I would ask her. Well, a lot of doctors wouldn't charge you 60 quid, but um, look, the thing about it is this. She does need to be seen. It may be something or nothing, as in it may be anxiety related. A lot of people, when they get a bit stressed or a bit worried or, you know, a bit upset in themselves, they'll have palpitations. But there are lots of other very symptom, very simple, rather, common things that, say, a middle-aged woman of 42 might have that could give her palpitations, like an overactive thyroid. That's very common in that age group and in women and uh, how you wouldn't even need to be referred on necessarily for some of these things. All you need is a blood test, really, and take it from there. But she should go. Yeah, and of course she should. And do It's p- like, sorry, do you mind if I take the next question? Yeah. Because it's related. I have a pain in my arm, tightness in my chest and shortness of breath. Should I go to the doctor? Yes. And today, actually, as well, because those, look, you know, I say this every time we talk about chest pain, but chest pain is cardiac till proved otherwise. And of course, there are other sort of reasons why you might have chest pain that are nothing to do with your heart. But you outrule the serious stuff first. You you, you you get rid of the cardiac stuff. You put that to bed first. You, you don't kind of hang around waiting with your chest pain. Well, it's both of these questions also. By going to a doctor, stress creates some of the symptoms, mm. right? You don't go to the doctor. So now you're stressed. So now you get the symptoms again. So... It, it, yeah, there's a there's a therapeutic benefit to going to the doctor. You're quite right because sometimes you can go with your symptoms and be reassured that actually they're all fine, yeah. and you'll feel much much better, and the symptoms will magically disappear. Correct. Although there are doctors who have no bedside manner, so the therapeutic value is fairly low. I wouldn't know about those doctors now at all, George. Right. Listen, I'm thinking of fathering more children. <laughs> Uh, can I do it on these new biologic drugs? Oh, this is a question from a, from a listener, is it? I wasn't <laughs> well, I was, sure where we were going for a moment. Well, I was just wondering, the listener and myself were both thinking of fathering oh, more dear. children. You're like Charlie Chaplin. Now, hold a minute here. The drugs seem to have disclaimers about having, having children should be avoided. It's a lack of data. But that's bizarre. 
as the listener says, if there's a lack of data, but they're telling you don't father children. Look, I actually think this is a question that they should have a discussion with with their rheumatologist. This is somebody, if you're on a biological drug for arthritis, for a start, you've got significant arthritis. Oh, have you? Oh, yeah. This isn't a bit of osteoarthritis and a bit of aches and pains. This is, you've got some inflammatory process like rheumatoid maybe or one of those types of ones. So you've got fairly aggressive inflammatory arthritis. And if you're thinking father and children, you must be fairly young. You must be fairly young and, 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 and aggressive arthritis when you're young can often be very aggressive. But also you're on a biological. So you, you've probably been on other medications first that didn't even work. And that's why you've ended up on this kind of very modern, very effective, very expensive yeah. drug. Um, I think you need to discuss this because there are lots of drugs out there that are um, that, that would be contraindicated to be pregnant or to, you know, whatever mm. and be on the drug at the same time. It's a broad discussion you need to have. And sometimes... On balance, people do decide to, 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 to have children and be on drugs. And sometimes, really? Well, you see, you have to sort of weigh up the odds and, and what have you because coming off a drug is very significant if you're going to be crippled with arthritis if you come off of it. So I think this person needs to discuss this with a rheumatologist. This, this is, if I may say so, sounds a bit of a Hobson's choice. Look, I think what he needs to do is get more expert advice even than you would get from you and I, George. Um, I think he needs to talk. There is more expert advice than you <laughs> it's, and I. It's, it's poor and it's, it's patchy at best. But I think he should go and talk to his rheumatologist and go, look, what are the issues here yeah, for me? I'd like yeah. to father a child. You know, how risky is that? And also, what's what's the likelihood if I did decide to come off the medication briefly to father a child, yeah. for example? What's the likelihood of my symptoms returning? You know, he needs to have a kind of very yeah. specific discussion. I, I, I wouldn't like this guy think I'm treating it lightly. No. Do you know? Because Heaven not, forbid. Heaven forbid. But... Like, I, you know I worry about drugs all the time. I know you do. Because I, I, every drug has a side yeah. effect. If it, has a, if it has an effect, George, it probably has a side effect. Do you know what I mean? So, yes. if, so you're dead right. All drugs have some side effects. Because yeah. they're, they're, they're active compounds. That's how they have a, a yeah. positive effect so as well. So therefore, you need an expert here. No, you do. All right. Yeah. Even more than us. I want to go to this one because this is a simple answer. Can you ask Kira? He didn't say me, but I'm going to answer the question. Can you ask Kira about the Lariam tablets the soldiers took for malaria? Is it really dangerous? Says Jack. Yes, says George. No, says Kira. No, okay. I've, I, I actually have taken Lariam many years ago when I was a medical student and we went out and did volunteering. In, in, I was in, in Java in this remote part and in a very malarial reason, region. And I took Lariam and it's the only time I've ever in my life it was actually quite interesting. I had visual hallucinations on it. It's 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 it centra- has it has an effect on your central nervous system. And I do remember lying in my bed under my mosquito net one night, and in through the bedroom door walked a glow. Did you ever watch The Simpsons, George? No. Willie is the janitor from The Simpsons, and he he walked into the room, a cartoon man who was glowing. And I rubbed my eyes and went, what the hell is that? And then he was still there. And I rubbed my eyes a few more times, and he disappeared. And I realised I wasn't freaked out, or I wasn't. I realised I was hallucinating on a drug and I stopped taking it and just really upped my my mosquito protection stuff. Um, It is a difficult drug to take, but the good thing is it strikes me what Jack is saying is is that this is something maybe he took in the past as a soldier maybe in the Congo or somewhere. Okay, but the point is... Once he's off it and it's years ago, don't worry about it. Yeah, but, you, but if he's going to Java on his holidays, you wouldn't be recommending he take it. No, there are other things too that we use that wouldn't be as... Sorry, he asked about Lariam. Will you answer the question? Lariam has lots of side Will effects. Will the defendant answer <laughs> the question? I always feel like I'm in the box here. Lariam is a very 
difficult drug to take. Lots of people have significant side effects from it. I was with a person once in a tropical island and they had to get an air ambulance to take him to Florida because of of malaria drugs. So I Yeah, Larium is the big Yeah, yeah. it it is it is okay. it, anyway, yes, it's look, you know, go and if you're go if you're going somewhere and you right. need to get a different anti malarial, that's that's doable. Okay. And if you've been somewhere and you took Larium in the past and you're worrying about it now, no, forget about it. Once it's out of your system, yeah. it's gone. Yeah. All right, he could go to the Tropical Medicine Bureau just off Grafton Street to get great advice. He and could. he's going somewhere. Now, it's uh, the Hook Health Checkup in the company of Dr. Hook and Dr. Kelly, as somebody has said in a text message. Uh, you can send us your uh, query to 53106 and we will deal with it. Now, you know the way I say we have the odd just kind of... Um, comes into us and we treat the question with a certain amount. Well, I with do. disdain. Yes, yes, we do. Well, here now, listen to this. I earn too much for a medical card. I don't earn enough to get health insurance, says Dave in Tralee. I have two impacted vertebrae in my lower spine. I suffer from discomfort and chronic pain all the time. Is there anything I can do at home to relieve the nerve trapped in the cracked vertebrae? Like, he has to go to a doctor. Mm, he should. But here... No, but hold a while now. Like, settle. He can't stay at home. He can't go to a seventh son of a seventh son. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear you say that of all people, George. <laughs> you usually love the seventh sons. No, I'm more in favour of Mary Magdalene's hem. Hem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, th- here's the thing. I know, I know what he's saying. And there is, a, there is a difficulty for people who are over the threshold yeah. for medical cards. And health insurance is expensive and all that kind of stuff. And I understand that. But here's the good thing. You go to your GP, you don't have a medical card, so you do pay your 50 quid or whatever. But then your GP puts you on the public waiting list, which you're entitled to go on even without a medical card. And even though it's slow and it's long, you will be seen and you will be seen for free in the hospital in an orthopaedic or a neurosurgical Would clinic. Would you like to give an indication what you call slow and long? It's measured in years. Well, it could be the guts of a year, yeah, for sure. But you know what? Get on the list now because he hasn't got an awful lot of options. He doesn't have the money to go privately. He doesn't have a medical card. But he needs to start the ball rolling. He's in terrible pain. The only thing I would say about... Some of these millionaire consultants, right, who are worth vast millions, could they not do kind of pro bono work like like lawyers in America do when they have millions? Some of them do, actually. Do you know, in fairness, I, I mean, there's I know of one, uh, Donald McGuire, who is a surgeon in Vincent's, and I know for a long time he did on days when he wasn't scheduled to do public appointments, he would do public appointments anyway in St. Michael's to keep the waiting list moving. All right, Some of them do do that, George, in fairness. All right, but David Tralee, he can't get something at home. An extra cushion isn't good A couple help. of things. is is One is he's entitled to, to go on a public outpatient waiting list right. even without a medical card. So so do that. The other thing is, is, is I don't know what's specifically wrong with this man's back. He said impacted vertebrae, but I'm not sure what he means by that. But a lot of people who have bulging discs, for example, that are pinching nerves or, or, or whatever, over time that does ease because what your disc, which is in between your vertebrae, is made of is a little bit like crab meat. It's kind of soft and squidgy stuff, okay? And when it bulges out between your vertebrae, it's a bit like having a, a tuna fish sandwich and you squash the bread down and it shoots out the sides. That disc that's bulging no longer has a blood supply because it doesn't. all it gets is blood supply from the end plates of the bone. So when it bulges out, eventually the bulgy bits will wither and fall away. That's an incredibly long answer. It'll wither and fall away. Sometimes this gets better by itself. The only way you can fix this is they inject 
into the place with with the long lasting uh, uh, anesthetic and they all. They do this all sort. sorts of. And what I'm saying is, for some people, pain. those yeah. acute periods of back pain are self limiting. Is what I'm saying. But he still should go on a waiting list. Anybody who has ever had a self-limiting <laughs> cure to back pain, write to me uh, because you'll be in the minority at, of you're one. You're looking at me askance. Yeah. Now, two nose questions. I get repeatedly get sinusitis, any sort of cough or cold. Immediately, I'm on antibiotics for sinusitis, says the listener. Okay. What options? Then, ask the good doctor, that's you, uh, I've heard many times Kira recommend nasal steroid for people with uh, their nose. I constantly struggle to breathe through my nose. Stopped using decongestants because Kira said long-term use would make the condition worse. Yeah, it's true. Tried your topical steroid, no help either. Okay, a few things. 35. A lot of those chronic sinusitis are actually linked to allergic rhinitis, which is what you used to call hay fever, George. So people have an allergic component up their nose. Few things you can do. You need good maintenance. You need one of those squeezy bottles, those sinus rinses that you flush the cack out of your nose with saline. So do that. Put some Vaseline up your nose to catch dust and pollen and cat hairs or whatever is going up your nose that's bothering you. So do those two simple things. Take an over-the-counter antihistamine. That'll dampen down your reaction to whatever You're allergens are to there. Both of them now, yeah, really. yeah, yeah. So so rinse out the nose. Put Vaseline up the nose. Take an antihistamine. Then use your topical uh, steroid spray if needs be. But there are other drugs as well that need prescriptions that can also work to help. They're often used in asthma and in this kind of thing. And that might be something that people would benefit from as well. Now, where do you stand on moving into the spare room? But this store is 35 because of all the snoring moved into the spare room. Now, lovely Ingrid did this with dramatic effect to her sleeping because I she can't hear me snoring anymore. I, I Why don't... are people panicking about moving into the Do you know what snoring? I think you should do if your partner snores? Yeah. I think you should wear earplugs. I think it's an awful detrimental thing to a relationship when people are in separate rooms. Is, is it? I do think I so, yeah. I found it was great. <laughs> I remember you once telling me in an interview that the worst thing that ever happened was the invention of the double bed. But I believe that. <laughs> People were not meant to sleep together. The other interesting thing, when you move into separate rooms, right, not everybody goes to bed at the same no, time. No, that's true. Not everybody gets up at the same no, time. No, that's true too. Some people snore, some people don't. It, it sucks. It, it, the difference to marriage of uh, I'm an absolute proponent of uh, separate rooms. Yes, and if you want to father children and you're not on biologics or whatever you call biologics. it, just knock on door and say, "How are you? Can I come in?" Winston Churchill used to do that to his wife. He's knocking door and say, "Can I come in?" I'm not sure that's any kind of a recommendation. I actually think, why particularly because this fellow's only thirty-five. But why not? Because I think that there's more to sleeping with somebody than sex, George. I think there's intimacy and there's comfort and there's companionship and having a breathing, warm body next to you is a nice thing is for it? people. I think so. Really? I do. I think earplugs are the way I to go here. Try it sometime. Earplugs. Listen, the wife is on. Not my wife. Uh, the, the, his wife is on. Tam- Tamoxifen. 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 
feeling miserable. What's tamoxifen? Tamoxifen is a drug you take after breast cancer because breast, oh. yeah, it's to dampen down estrogen in the body because okay. breast cancer okay. is accelerated by estrogen and women produce estrogen. So you take this drug tamoxifen and what it does is it pushes women into the menopause even if they're 35 or whatever and gets rid of the estrogen. So it's it's a post breast cancer medication that improves survival rates. Well, feeling miserable? It is not something that is easy to take for everybody. This is something that they need to go back and discuss with their oncologist. I wouldn't just stop taking the tamoxifen. Survival rates post-breast cancer are much improved by being on it. But I think that they need to go and talk to somebody about this. Doesn't a lot of these questions, though, sort of prove the point, the old cliché, the cure is often worse than the disease. Isn't there an element that many of these modern drugs, which have been found to be hugely successful, yeah. also have pretty extraordinary side effects? The only thing I'd say to you in this case is the cure is not worse no, than the disease. I, no, I even if you feel that. crap, you're alive. And we have to bear in mind breast cancer kills. So 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 yeah. we, we I, I, it's back, no, it's back to what we said earlier that. all drugs that have an effect have a yeah, side effect that's right. you have to have a balancing act here you know what I mean but I think this is something to be discussed with an oncologist we would not be here on the Hook Health Check recommending stopping yeah. it Speaking of the Hook Health Check you can send your questions to 53106 if you, if you address them to George you get a fairly quick real answer if you address them to Dr. Kerry, you get a long answer which may technically be better but you have to <laughs> listen to the programme forever to get to the answer. You're so impatient. What about this poor person? For two years, they're getting pus-filled pimples on their scalp. Mm. Well, only one pimple, maybe. Yeah, it seems to be only one. Yeah, there's something something in this. Do you know what I mean? Well, this pus is what's in it. But there's, like, you shouldn't have a, a pus-filled anything for two years. No. Um, This is somebody who has folliculitis or whatever. They need to go and be seen by somebody because I bet you there's something quite simple. They may have, in fact, I'm thinking this now, pus-filled on their scalp. I wonder if they have an ingrown hair because there has to be some reason why this isn't... The ingrown hair. That's uh, brilliant. Ah, listen. Ah, This is why you pay me the big money, George. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what I mean? There has to be some reason why it's recurring and recurring and recurring. I I go and let somebody have a look at it and sometimes it would be as simple as needing to, uh, uh, you know, evacuate it, just remove whatever's in there or whatever. Um, You wouldn't just put TCP on it. If there's a coiled hair within it that's becoming septic all the time, no, I think you'd actually have to pick it out. What about all these throats that appear to be in trouble? <laughs> the first one, I have an unusual sensation, not pain in my throat and in, in my mouth and tongue. Been on and off for months, but worse past week. Have mild PCOS, you better tell me what that is. Polycystic ovarian syndrome. All right, Ray says. No, he, no, he, no, you can only have... Polycystic ovarian symptom if you're a woman. Um, so oh, I think had a chest x-ray. Oh, yeah. He's not Ray. <laughs> he's not Ray. Right. But the other one then, I have a problem on my throat. Whenever I feel acidic or stomach bloating, I feel something hiding in my throat with small, mild pain. What would that be? All right, that person... The GP gave me aumentin. No, the second person has... Ref- oh. The second person clearly has reflux. Yeah. And the reflux is coming up into their throat and then yeah. it's 
burning their throat slightly and they're identifying that sensation as a feeling of a foreign body in their throat. Yes. But it's actually the burning of the lining of their throat. Uh, they need to be on an antacid and they may or may not need a camera down depending on their age to check that out. But that's what's wrong with them. I, I'd be pretty confident. But tons of people seem to get reflux now based on the questions Oh yeah, ref- well, reflux is very common. People have too much booze, rich diets, they're overweight, they have hiatus hernias, all that stuff. People smoke, people get... All, they're, they're, you've na- everything you've named <laughs> with the exception of a hiatus Jesus, Herney, I don't do. And look at me, not a sign of reflux. You are the picture of health. But what, what about I, the previous one? Yeah, the PCOS? I, she needs to be chest because a, a constant sensation in the mouth that doesn't go away. Oh, it could be something and nothing. She could have B12, she could have a fungal infection, she could have anything. But there are oral conditions that are not nice that need to be reviewed. So if you have a persistent scab in your mouth or a persistent sore or a persistent pain or any of those things, head and neck things need to be looked at. Listen, the quick answer, this poor old lazy four-year-old lady, because I don't want her to go missing. She has very frequent bowel movement, mm-hmm. lucky her. However, she does have weight loss. Bloods are fine, stool tests fine, tried buscapan, caffeine, help! Okay, a couple of things. One is unexplained weight loss in anybody should be investigated. Uh, and, and so unless you're trying to lose weight, if you're losing weight, we need to find out why okay. that is. Frequent bowel motions in an older person, very, very common. You need to look at your diet. I thought the opposite. Was no, the case it can be both. See, the bowel gets tricky one way oh, or the other. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. very common. You need to look at your diet because you may yeah. find you're having too much tea and a bit of jam on the toast and a bit All of right. porridge and everything's running through you because you're having a high fibre diet or a high sugar diet. So it could simply be that. Or you might just need to take a bit of a modium. Yeah, all right. And you could also bless yourself and say, isn't it great to be 84 and still alive? If I reach 84, I'll be happy as a sandboy and be delighted You'll to be having be a frequent... you the freak- exact same. And be delighted to have a frequent bowel movement. Your questions <laughs> to 53106, Dr. Kira Kelly and the Hook Health Checkup. High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK.